Hello, and welcome to the Y Factor Podcast. We are glad you're with us today. Sit back and listen for some more insights into what life can be like when you try to follow God fully. Hopefully, you'll learn some things, and we'll have a few laughs as we go, too. So get comfortable, and here we go. Well, welcome back to the Y Factor Podcast. How are you doing, Alan? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Jay. It's great to be here again after a couple of weeks break. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a busy couple of weeks, at least for me. It has. Yeah. It has here too. We're still under lockdown here and still kind of trying to deal with coming out of lockdown and how do we come out and all of those questions. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness we never had to deal with this back in the day in Pakistan. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Although when we fasted for that month, when we fasted for that month, we were pretty much in lockdown in in the house. That's true. That's true. Drinking our sherbet sherbet with salt in it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I heard you were telling me earlier that John is John really enjoyed his time with us and um, is really wants to come and join us again. Yes. Yes. He really wants to come and join us again. And, and um, this is what he said. I'll tell you what he said to me. He texted me. He said, (laughs) he's one of a kind. (laughs) (laughs) I'd give up a whole week's paycheck to be able to connect with you guys again with my old Pakistani pioneering team via Zoom. It's just that priceless. Well, I'd even throw in a month's supply of Rogni Naan. <laughs> what is Rogni Naan? That's, what is it? It's about 10 rupees or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's about 10 rupees is all he's saying. You know, I'd pay a, I'd pay a dollar to come to your thing for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Such a generous guy. <laughs> we told him we told we we wanted to I didn't tell him this yet, but uh we told him, you know, well go to Patreon and sign up for for our yeah. um, video podcast and that that'll be enough. Yes, please. <laughs> be our first subscriber. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, <laughs> yeah. And and but what I you gotta read the other text. Oh, because the other he one. would okay. talk about okay. He talked about he talked about Miss Sadaf, was it? It was Sadaf, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Miss Sadaf, who was the lady that became infatuated with John, yeah. who worked at the school, I think, wasn't it? Where we where yeah. we worked when we first got to Lahore. She did. And, and then um, she, she she worked there in the mornings. I think she worked at American Express. Because I remember seeing her at American Express oh. downtown. Okay. Um, so there was And some, she was very attractive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was um, in John's words, wow, she was a knockout. <laughs> yeah, and she really liked John. Yeah, she she did. I think uh, she even invited him to her house a few times, I think. I don't think he went. Oh, he, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Come meet my parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, will you marry me? You yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so yeah, but, um, uh, she, he says, I think she ended up marrying a one-eyed Pakistani pirate on the high seas named Buster J. Snorkelkook. He's joking. If for those of you who don't understand this, this is classic <laughs> he, John. he was so in love with her that he, she had a, she had a, a disability 
Um, I probably shouldn't even talk about that. But anyway, she had a disability where um, she she couldn't bend her leg. I don't know. Or she was missing a leg. We're not sure. But she, she limped when she walked. And John said she had a wooden leg, but I'm not sure that <laughs> that is so politically incorrect. <laughs> it is these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's amazing what 35 years does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, he said that uh, he replaced her leg with a midget cannon, and they really had a blast <laughs> after that. So. <laughs> oh, John. Uh, John. And, and as I said earlier, you know, it's anecdotes like that, stories like that, that John would just come out with all the time. We, yes. we were just rolling. He would turn anything into this, into this stupid story. <laughs> he would. Uh, like the, there wasn't a woman who swallowed a fly in the middle of that tape. That was just uh, oh. yes. that we talked about. It was just something yes. else. They they come across that, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and, um, uh, and we'll have John back uh, on the show, on the podcast. Soon. Oh, we will. We yeah. we have to. Yeah, yeah we, we have, have to. to. We have to. He's too much, too unique to miss out on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, where did we get up to last time, Jay? Well, we talked with Cindy last time, and we had her. That's on. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, my yeah. wife says that we laughed an awful lot. So. Uh. <laughs> that's the way it is that's how do, you get, how do you get through two years together in in in, the, in this little house in, in the middle of pakistan yeah and you just laugh yeah. a lot you do you, you do. laugh a lot you have to yeah and and uh she said that uh we um especially with john she said you and john will be laughing and Alan would say something like, oh boy, in the background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, it was really good to have them on and get their perspectives and their memories. I mean, I think yes. I remembered everything they talked about, but not until they said it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it's, it's amazing how it all comes back. But I mean, we were, we um we were very focused on on um on trying to be the best witnesses we could but we knew so little yeah you know when we when we got there we uh, the extent of my knowledge i remember reading my first book about islam just a few weeks before the soe started okay and, uh, yeah i didn't i didn't even know what a muslim was yeah Neither did I. And I didn't read yeah. my first book on Islam until we were in SOE. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. And, and I would come back. I remember coming back a summer after being in Pakistan a couple of years and talking to my church. And, and uh, none of them knew what a Muslim was then. You know, they were all wow. talking about the New Age movement, I remember, and how wow. the New Age movement was the, was the cool thing to to be, be knowledgeable on and nobody knew about Islam. I gave a, I gave a talk actually at that conference. I still have it on tape. I should listen to it again because I'd like to know what I said, <laughs> but, but I used, um, I used, we went to a seminar on Islam in Madras and when we were at the Madras base, 
you remember that? Oh, no, I don't. Okay. No, I have no recollection. It was, um, yeah, it was a, a seminar on Islam and Christianity. It was done by, I believe, a former, a former Muslim, but I'm not sure who gave it. Mm. And, mm. and I had the notes, you know, you know how, you know how, um, how handouts looked in India at that time in particular, they yeah. were usually typed out. Xerox. Yeah. Xeroxed and streaks down yeah. and, and the typing yeah. is, is off center, you know, and, and, you know, yeah. it was just very rustic looking. I had those yeah. notes for forever. Uh -huh. And actually, before Heather and I got married, when I was just starting to get interested in her, she was the secretary at our church. And I had her type those out for me uh, in, a, in a proper proper word processor. So I have those somewhere. Mm -hmm. But, but wow. yeah, we went through that seminar. Well, where was I going with that? Um, but that was like the first time I, I, I learned anything about, a, about a, mm. what they believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I'm sure we would have talked about Islam when we were in the SOE during yeah. the lecture phase. Yeah. Um, I know we talked a lot about Pakistan and, and mm. yeah, but we would have tried to inform ourselves um, about Islam. I don't have great recollection of exactly what we did um, yeah. Yeah. in that respect. But, in SOE, um, you mean? In SOE? Yeah, in SOE. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. either. But, um, but I know we would have, and I know that when we got to Pakistan, we still knew very little, and we and we knew we knew very little about um, mission practice. Right. Um, we'd learned a lot about evangelism, and yeah. so we were we were keen evangelists, and we got out a lot yeah. um, doing evangelism. But in explain terms that. Of, explain evangelism. Like what? What do you mean when you say that? You went out and did evangelism. Yeah, I'm talking more about personal evangelism, going out okay. and uh, not standing on street corners. We weren't we weren't that silly. Yeah, <laughs> in Pakistan. <laughs> um, um, but we but were silly in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So going out and but, but getting people? out and and yeah and connecting with people and then trying yeah. to share the gospel as as clear as we could. But of course, we had no idea about contextualization. We had no idea about worldviews that no. people think differently about things. Right. We and didn't so we have thought, that. no, we just went out thinking everybody thought like we did. Yeah. And then yeah. wondering why they didn't understand and didn't yeah. respond when we just explained it all so clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at, at a, at a um, tract, uh, the Four Spiritual Laws tract, the famous uh, um, yeah. tract. And, and, um, it ended, you know, it was like, here's the first spiritual laws. At the end, it said, so here they are. What's, what's keeping you from accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior right now? And I yeah. remember thinking, well, let's see. Let's, let's make a list of all the things that, <laughs> that would keep a Muslim from accepting Christ as their personal savior. Yeah. But at that point in time, uh, we, 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 we just didn't know anything. Yeah. No. No, and I can remember beating my head. I mean, though I, I, I we've mentioned this briefly, I think, uh, if, if you listen to the other podcasts, but, but I can remember so many times sitting down with Muslims and trying to explain logically and chronologically 
and mm-hmm. and rationally mm-hmm. what the gospel is and why it's why it's necessary and why it makes sense yeah and and it was like beating your head against a wall yeah, it was it's it like that that meant nothing to them no it and, didn't yeah and yeah it wasn't until much later that that we learned to couch things in a way that that muslims would better understand yeah yeah or south asian muslims i should yeah. say yeah i think there were certain well i think i think there were we there were there's cultural blindness on our side definitely and yes. there's cultural blindness on their side as well in the sense that they were taught um from a very young age most muslims south asian muslims anyway were taught um that the scriptures were corrupted and hmm. that if you read the if you read the bible it would corrupt you and so the yes. fear of 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 you know the the bible was very strong and yes and it, it carried over i mean even even later when i went back with my family we would have one of the things i discovered is if you could get a muslim to actually study the scriptures with you you were 99 percent on the way to leading them to a relationship with jesus but you have to yeah, get them to so study them first. Yeah, and that's yeah. where it needed to. So that, that was my answer when they would say things like, well, you know, you believe in three gods. Like, well, okay. Yes. Yeah, actually, you know, that's not true, but let me show you. Let me show you what we believe. So let's sit down and I'll, I'll, I'll take you through the Bible and show you if you want to talk about this. If you just want to argue, you know, I'm not interested in that. But if you really want yes. to know, you know, I'll take you through. And you know, a very small percentage would actually take me up on that. Um, but back then, I, we, we, were, we were trying to figure out how do we approach these people who, who are arguing with us. I remember Chris. Well, I know. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, for me, uh, I have very little recollection of actually using the Bible in those years. Ah, yeah. I, 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 we, we used verbal. It was yeah. all verbal. Yeah. It was all trying to convince people yeah. by by saying if A plus B equals C, therefore D is true. Yeah, and um, and that's Western rationalistic thinking, yeah. and and that does not equate with people of a South Asian origin, does not. because they they are much more motivated by e- emotion and by mm-hmm. groupthink than they yeah. are by by rationality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh well, well, yeah. We did our best to change that, but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I, I wish I could remember the guy's name. There was a young guy who used to come over. I know we've, we mentioned this before, but he used to come over and he was one great one for, for mm-hmm. arguing. And, um, and, yeah. and I can remember trying to convince him in, in so many different ways and just getting upset, you know, <laughs> get yeah. upset. Yeah. And we finally, we worked out the way, to, you know, you, if you get upset, I remember us talking about this, actually, maybe you remember. Okay. If you get upset, you've lost, you've lost. Yeah, yeah. I remember if you talking get upset, about that. Yeah. Yeah. If you get upset, then you've lost your witness. Yeah. And, um, and so we tried to have self-control and not allow ourselves to, to get trapped into the argument cycle. And um, yeah, but it was, it was tough and we, we were fighting against our own culture. We were, we were. So it was, it was exhausting at times. Yeah. 
Um, I remember yeah. that guy. Um, for some reason, I think his name started with a Z, maybe Zahid or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. But I remember Chris kind of, I remember Chris met him at the mosque. Chris would go to that local mosque and pray. Right? And, yes. And uh, one time he brought a, a old guy, um, a Muslim apologist guy with him to the mosque and, and challenged Chris with all, all, all the same arguments that we've heard, you, know, you and I have heard for hundreds of times over the years now. They're yes, all the same, yeah. same arguments. But at that point, we had no idea how to, how to answer those. And mm. so Chris was, I remember Chris coming back very upset that he couldn't answer yes. these questions. And then I also yes. remember this, this kid in his apartment, he had a big poster on the wall. It was of the Kaaba and of the right. people. And underneath it said, uh, oh, I, I can never quote this verse properly. Faith is the, uh, the, the verse on faith. Faith is the, the essence of things not seen. You know, that, that, that it had a Bible verse underneath. Yeah, it had a Bible verse on it. And it didn't quote the Bible verse. It didn't have, you know, the, the reference right. there, but it had that verse on there. And Chris said to him, that's a Bible verse. And Zahid said, he said, no, it's not. It's from the Quran. And Chris was like, no, it's a Bible verse. And Zahid was like, no. Well, if it is a Bible verse, they took it from the Quran. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, that's the epitome of the kind of discussions we would have with people. Yes. Like, rather than pull the Bible out and show them that it's there, you know, and yeah. have him pull the Quran out and show you that it's not there, you know, and not be able to find yeah. it, we would just argue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah well, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but but in my experience over the years, I, I found that most people um, will cite things that they have not read themselves mm. or or research or or, or um or opinions mm -hmm. that they have not actually read, they've heard. They're, they're, a lot of things are, are passed on verbally and orally mm -hmm. through the mosque and, and um, just, just uh, hearsay yeah. and, and accepted as true because yeah. they're pro-Islam and they're anti-anything yeah. else. Yeah, and so um, and so we we found that, and that's not unusual. That's no criticism against Muslims because people in the West, you know, and I myself have done that. You accept oh my goodness. something, yeah. You accept something as true because it favors your opinion, and and so yeah, you see this on social media all the time. People yeah. reposting things, posting memes, and things that that yeah. support their beliefs but are completely untrue. You see yes. this. All, all the time yeah and that's yeah. human nature i think it is but yeah. it's endemic amongst the muslim community because yeah. they are very much a verbal uh processing yeah. community in general i'm speaking yeah. um yeah. they they hear things from the mosque and things are pass, passed on through the mosque and um and they're continue they're perpetuated verbally yeah. and they and they're not a reading culture as right. such right yeah um, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, I, and I'm talking. I'm talking specifically true. South Asian. South yeah. Asian. Muslims. Well, that's where so our experience is. Right? Yeah, yeah, and you cannot yeah. generalize. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was starting my school in India, I was trying to drum a business at the university nearby, and I went in. And I I got an appointment with the um, with uh, one of the deans of one of the colleges, and I went in and I was talking with them, and he said one of the things we really need to do is encourage 
our students to read. He said, and they do read, but a lot of their English isn't good. And so they read the Urdu papers and they read some of the propaganda that's out there and they get these ideas that aren't true. And he said, so, you know, I would love to work with you in regards to helping our students read English better so that they can read Western magazines as well and supplement, you know, mm. and get different perspectives wow. of the world. And it was a very really good, cool. uh, very good meeting, but it never materialized anything. But, oh, but the, uh, but it did show that some people understand that that's a problem. Yes. You know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you're enjoying the Y Factor, why not head on over to patreon.com backslash Y Factor and become a member. Membership costs about $3 a month and will get you access to lots of bonus content, photos of our YWAM days, and video podcasts too. That's patreon.com backslash Y Factor. That's Y Factor with a Y. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, but um, for us, of course, in those early days, we were just banging our heads against walls. We, oh we didn't, we yeah. didn't understand that. We just thought, you know, as as you do in situations like that, culture is such a, a pervasive thing. Yeah. You think that they're just thinking wrong. You know, yeah. they, they, what is it with these people? Why can't they? Why can't they think like me? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's it, it was we were so so green. So, uh, yeah. uh, but the, the, also the good thing about that was we were still young enough that we could learn. And yes. I think, I think over the two, three years we were together there, uh, we did learn a lot about this. Mm. Um, but I don't know that we ever came to the, to, a to, uh, uh, what a workable method of sharing the gospel with Muslims at that no. point. I don't think we ever came to no. that. Yeah. Not that I, not that I can recall, because for me anyway, I can only speak from my own perspective. That came, that came, much later for yeah. me. Um, yeah. That has developed over years of yeah. of working with Muslims in a way that understanding better and being able to assimilate um, South Asian culture better um, myself. Yeah, um, because you know, as as witnesses, it's incumbent on us to change. We can't exactly. expect we can't expect Muslim people to change no. Um, no. in their cultural outlook, in their attitudes, and in their uh, and in their um, values. No. So, yeah. So it's incumbent on me to be able to translate what I have inside into something that's understandable for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I don't know when I came to that conclusion. I do know that, you know, my third year there in Pakistan, I began to realize that what I was doing wasn't working, you know, mm. and, and, you know, the, not just my approach to sharing Jesus, but my, uh, my whole reason, my whole identity there wasn't working. Uh, mm. I started having issues like, most of the people that I hung out with either worked or went to school during the day. And, and I didn't mm. have that. And so uh, that was a problem. Then, then, so trying to figure out, we, we've got to be able to do this a different way was part yes. of the reason I, I left and, and went to college is to mm. try to figure out 
you know, how, how can I do this in a way not only gives me uh, the right to speak into these people's lives, but a, a way to package the gospel that they understand. And then understanding so, so much about, like, like, like those, that book, Honor and Shame, for example. Uh, yes. Oh, that was just so eye-opening to me. And mm. because it was, a, it was about these, we talked about this before, I think, but it was about three different cultural models. And, yes. Um, yes. and how we're, we're determined to, to uh, in the West, things are true and false or things are black and white people things are what what do they call it in that book i forget but but it it's 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 a different value than somebody coming from south asia would have which they would have an honor and shame kind of approach where it's not about the truth it's about saving face it's about honoring somebody else and one of the greatest examples of this uh for me was when i got invited to a wedding uh, if I got, I would get invited to weddings all the time and it would usually fall on a day that I couldn't come because they either had to work or, or my kids had something. I couldn't go to every wedding. And when mm. I, when I had a conflict, I would say, Oh, thank you for the invitation, but I won't be able to make it. And they would look mm. at me like, Oh, we'll try to come, sir. Try to come, sir. And then, yes, yes. then I would realize, you know, the correct, it didn't seem like it was the right answer. It didn't seem like I was that they were understanding. And then I realized oh, yeah. the answer to this was, oh, thank you for the invitation. I'll be there. I will be there for sure. And then don't go. <laughs> and, and, but, um, and to initially that felt like a, just a terrible lie. I'm lying. Yeah, I'm <laughs> lying. But what I was doing was showing honor to them saying, oh, your, you know, your wedding is, is really important to me. I, it's worth saying that I will be there, but if I couldn't yeah. make it, well, that 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 that's where the the this wonderful um, uh, Islamic word is so so useful, <laughs> which I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Inshallah, inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, you do. You say, "Oh yes, I will be there." Inshallah. Yeah. <laughs> And inshallah kind of excuses everything. It does. It means <laughs> it means if God wills it, right? Yeah. So if you say, yeah. "Well, I'll be there," inshallah, you know, if God wills, I'll yes. be there. And then you can always say, "Well, I guess God didn't will it." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't make it, but God didn't will it that I was there. Yeah. 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 That's a but, that's um, a wonderful. Yeah, no, word. Those, those kind of those kind of cultural uh, understandings come hard you know they they come with with years of experience because it's um it's not easy changing your the way that you think and in the first place understanding that you do think it's a certain way yeah and and you know as as people brought up in a western culture mine's australian yours yours is american Mm -hmm. we we have a general Western perspective on how to think, mm-hmm. but then we also have uh, idiosyncratic perspectives that are based on your American culture from Ohio and right. my Australian culture from Western Australia. Right. And so we, we, we are products of that and we cannot escape from that easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we can't. And, and a lot of times we're not, just not even aware we have those. Yes, of, yeah. Yeah. And it takes it takes a lot of self 
evaluation and introspection and questioning some of the things yes. that that we would consider part of Christianity that really really aren't all that important. And there's yes. this movement in the states now. Uh, it's called deconstructionism, and it's it's taking everything you learned as a kid about your faith and just basically deconstructing it and starting over again. And right. And in some ways it's good, some ways it's not. It's a, I think it's turned into more of a of a critique rather than it is of a of, right. of a of, of of trying to make yourself better and understand God more. You know, a bit of a witch hunt on what yeah, we've done wrong. A bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of that. Mm. And uh, mm. but I think there's some value to that. It's to look why we believe what we believe and what it what it really means to be a follower of Jesus, what it really means, what the gospel yes. really is, you know, yeah. uh, and uh, how it's more. A big, a big one for me, I remember, I recall, I can't remember if we dealt with it when we were in Lahore or not. Um, probably not. It's a bit of an advanced kind of idea. But that, that was, I don't need to call myself a Christian. Ooh, you're a heretic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and um you know uh, um should yeah. i should i say that you know and can oh i do recall us and maybe we've talked about this i can't remember but whether we should or shouldn't call ourselves missionaries yeah mm -hmm. and um, we wrestle you know with that. because every word you use comes with baggage and yeah. connotations yeah and yeah. uh, so when people, when people, I, I think we did kind of begin to deal with this in Lahore. Like when people say to you, what, you know, what's your religion? Mm -hmm. When you say a Christian, you're actually, you're actually defining yourself by their concept of yeah. whatever a Christian is. Yeah. And, um, and so is that, is that useful and profitable? in the right. conversation that you're having about faith or is it detrimental? Yeah. Uh, I remember struggling huge. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me too. I remember, I remember that being, and that was even an issue later when we went back as a family because, because I would wrestle with, because people would say, well, what religion are you? And, and you got to have an answer to that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and if I would say something more than, well, you know, I'm, I'm, more than I'm a Christian or I'm a Muslim or I'm a Hindu or whatever. If you would explain, well, you know, I follow the teachings of Jesus and they would look at you. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. And then you say, well, I follow Jesus Christ. Oh, you're, so you're a Christian. <laughs> they yes. would say. And so, <laughs> and so there's really no way around that, that, that yeah. for me anyway, that, that, that stereotype until you yeah. got to know somebody and could really show them what you believe. Yes. Yeah. And that was really key is show, showing. Yeah. That. And it's hard because, I mean, I, I know that we don't think this way in Western countries, but in, in my experience of Pakistan is that you, you cannot be nothing. You have to be something. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and they've got to be able to put you into a religious box because they, they're a spiritual people. They think of themselves in terms of their, their doctrine and yes. what they believe. Yeah. Um, that is their primary identity. Yeah. And so, so um, for it's us to on their say, passports. Well, it's on their passports. It's on, it's on is it? I didn't know documentations. That. Yeah. Is what that the Indian one? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's on the Pakistani one as well. Yeah, that's right. I was yeah. thinking Pakistani. I'm not sure about India. I think it's I think it's true of India too. But I know Pakistan right. on their identity documents they they would have their religion, and you couldn't. Yes, change and it. it's and it's yeah, and you can't change it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or very very different. Well, I've heard of people trying to. I don't know that anyone that succeeded. I think they would get in but, trouble if they tried to change it from a Muslim to a Christian. I think there would be some yes. legal repercussions to that, or at least community community-based repercussions yeah. yeah so these were the things that we would struggle with i i remember yeah. having conversation after conversation about well what are we going to say how are we going to who yeah. who are we going to say we are yeah and um yeah we just we worked it out very quickly that we needed to have some kind of identity some something that people could could understand us we never thought that people would ask the question well why are you here like yeah. why did why didn't we think that through? Uh, um, I remember there was a period of time where we just told people we were missionaries. I don't know if you remember that yeah. or not. There was a period. Yeah, of I do. Time, yeah, and there weren't. I mean, we didn't get kicked out. There weren't hugely negative repercussions. But yeah, but uh, you know, but it was for, very. It was very kind of like um, I, I just remember feeling so. Should I be doing this? Shouldn't I be yeah, doing this? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. hang it! You know, we'll just yeah. say I'm a missionary. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It's tough, and as you kind of alluded to earlier on, we were there in this unnatural kind of circumstance. Yeah. Where, where, where this group of young people, all with no job. Yeah. And just living in the country with no yeah why you're here you know yeah. it's kind of like <laughs> yeah it's, it, it didn't occur to us how weird that looked i mean yeah if you think of it in a um in our context say say my context here in ohio if if next door to me somebody rented a house and you know 11 muslims moved into it you know, and they, and they they didn't work. Uh, yeah. They kept uh, walking around, passing out, you know, information on Islam and, and talking yes. about Islam. I mean, they would be, yeah, it would be, it's totally weird. Yeah. You'd be calling would, the FBI. Yeah, and the, we would be. Yeah. And, I got and this strange yeah. bunch next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, yeah. Uh, we we didn't know because we're all only in our in our early twenties and right, we just no. hadn't worked that stuff out yet. It's amazing we made it out alive. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 And when you talk about it this way, you kind of realize that uh, even though we we had some made some great friendships and you know we we developed relationships that were that were really uh, faith oriented. Mm -hmm. um even so i i still feel like those first three years in pakistan for me they were really for me it was yeah for isn't me. that was, isn't that uh yeah i feel exactly the same way yeah yeah, yeah. it uh yeah. it formed us it was a yeah a hugely formative time of you know where whereas you know the trend i think in in the west anyway is when you graduate high school, you go off to college and you kind of find yourself in that college environment. And I kind of yes. found myself with a group of guys like you and John and, and, and Cindy and others, David, uh, just, um, 
finding myself in that environment was just so, so much better. Uh, learning, mm. learning about, you know, how to serve each other, learning about what we believed and why we believed it and, and what it meant to follow Jesus and how to, how to operate as a Christian, how to behave as a Christian, you know, all those yeah. things just, just were natural byproducts of this desire to share the gospel with Muslims. Yes. We were very fortunate, and I know we've mentioned this before too, but that we all we all were um were willing to work together and we mm-hmm. and we developed as a team. Yeah. Um and I think we're very fortunate. There's so many teams kind of fall apart at the personal relationship level. They do. Whereas they do. Yeah. whereas in general I think we, we did really well on that front. Yeah, well we weren't yeah. without um, conflict, but we resolved those conflicts, and yes. and that yeah, um, we didn't fall apart as a team. That was uh, mm. that's pretty um, pretty amazing, considering we were from different nations, different different uh, Christian yes. backgrounds. You you became a Christian older. I grew up in it. You know, John. Mm. I'm not sure about John, but it it, it just it just. Uh, I God held us together, you know, yes. and we had people leave, you know, Betty left and in Mitch and uh, uh, some of the Lendon. others, Lyndon. Yeah. But Vicky, Vicky, but Vicky, Vicky wasn't, Vicky wasn't really, Vicky came for outreach is what she did. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. She, I don't think she ever intended to stay yeah. beyond. The outreach. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure glad she was there. Oh my gosh. She like brought stability. Uh, yes. Yeah, she brought, yeah, calmness and stability and wisdom and reason. <laughs> she, she, I, I've been in, I've been in contact with Vicky, and she reminded me about some of the, some of. She reminded me about an incident which you might remember. I vaguely remember it. Okay. Where, um, where the girls were on a bus, and we, you travel on buses in Lahore, or I don't, I, I don't know if it's still the same, um, yeah. but but they, the buses are segregated. Like they yeah. have a front section for women and the rear section for men. Uh-huh. And they're divided by a cage. <laughs> Sounds awful. But <laughs> well, actually... It was a cage. It was a cage of chain link fence is what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. And um, you could say that the men were caged off or the, or the women were in the cage. You know, it's yeah. a matter of perspective. <laughs> it looked more like the women were in the cage because <laughs> it was smaller. It did, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. And so the women would all be crowded in the front. It, it didn't matter if there's only six guys in the back part and 500 women. They would all be, all be they would the all, all the women would yeah. be squashed in the cage. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, that is the way buses worked. And, and Vicky reminded me that one day the girls were all on the bus and, and whether Betty's uh, dupata, which is the head covering, whether that slipped or something, I'm not sure. Um, and she, but she didn't have it on her head. And there was a guy who was in the guy's section who, uh, who was remonstrating her, you know, who was uh. saying, put, cover your head, you know, you should have your head covered. And Betty just refused to cover her head. And, just because um, he said, because he said. Yeah, so. just because he said so. And, um, uh, this, yeah. You remember that incident? I do. I remember that really clearly, yeah. actually. And, and I don't know I, if you were there. Were, were we there? I don't think I was no. there. I think Betty talked about it afterwards. 
but she right yeah that's, that's she, what i thought i think she she did something like she pulled it down over her head and wrapped up her whole head oh. it and said is that good enough for you <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah well vicky re vicky remembered that with horror <laughs> <laughs> did she really did she Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. She uh, she she felt like she felt like that was you know kind of like that 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 was a an issue for Betty, and it may have been you know it might that, have been uh, yeah it is a, it's a very difficult one for women to deal with. I know my own wife uh, struggled with the mm -hmm. expectation to cover her cover her her head yeah and um, and when we were together in Pakistan uh, in our early years, um, she had to wear the chadar. Um, okay, which, yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if, if you, um, if um, Heather wore the chadar in, in Delhi or not? Occasionally she did, but she most, the chadar is a bigger, is a, like chadar means sheet, A sheet, right? yeah. yeah. So it was a bigger thing. Heather had one of those, but she mostly, used her dupatta to cover her head um, but in the area where we lived it was a Muslim area a lot of women covered completely or a lot of burqas burqas and uh, um, hijabs right. in that area and one time uh, I hired two Hindu teachers once and they, it was really strange because I hired them because they their English was good right so they that they would have to come into the Muslim area to teach and they had never been in a Muslim area themselves and so they they were like, this is just really weird. And one time they were out buying a, buying something off of a fruit stand, and a guy came up and was whacking them on the head because they, their heads weren't covered. And oh. that was a uh, that was traumatic for everybody involved in that. Uh, yes, the guy was had a I think the guy was a little bit mentally ill, but still right, there was right. this there was this um, expectation for women to be covered. One time a, a yeah. guy came into my office from the street and said they were arranging a meeting at the mosque because women weren't covering themselves enough in the area. And, we, they, and so we're gonna meet at the mosque and talk about how to, how to rectify that. And I said mm -hmm. to him, I said, oh, I said, so the men are meeting at the mosque to talk about the women covering themselves. That's very interesting. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah. what about, have you, have you talked to the women? You know, have the women talked about this? And he, he I mean, he, it's like he never even understood my question. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not something for the women to decide. This is something for the men to decide. Hey, thanks for listening. We're coming to the end of part one of this particular podcast, but part two will be coming soon. So stay tuned.